Welcome to Revolution Podcast, a place where we discuss the Bible, culture, faith, and why it matters for you. I'm Quinn, and this is my co-host, Chase. And if you're looking for a podcast that explores the revolutionizing power of Christ in your life, then this is the show for you. Welcome back to Revolution Podcast. Chase and Quinn are in the studio. Uh, we've got a fantastic episode today. We're actually starting off a new series of yeah. episodes here. We're going to talk about that in one minute. First, Quinn, I've got an important question for you. Yeah. What is your favorite Starbucks drink? You're going to Starbucks. What are you going for when you talk to that barista at the counter? Oh, yeah. I, I got it all lined up. So my go-to drink in like in the winter... It's a chai tea latte, mm. five, if I'm feeling extra sugary, six pumps of syrup with no water. Thoughts, Chase? A chai latte, six pumps, no water. Yep. That's... <laughs> That <laughs> it's only yeah. a little bit of sugar. Yeah, that sounds like something. That's crazy. You get to the bottom of the cup and you're yeah. just like, oh, it's just it's literally just sugar. How do you enjoy that? I don't know. Wow. Like, what was that drink we ordered when we went to um, Powell River? Oh, that was terrible. What was that? We, did we just put everything in it? Like all the modifiers possible? Yeah, I saw it on a, on a kid's story. <laughs> he was like, this is my birthday drink. He got a venti and he just loaded it, and it was with a bunch free. of... Oh, <laughs> we dude, paid for it though, I we think. We paid for it and it was like $11. Oh, it was crazy. But it was kind of worth it. Oh, it was totally <laughs> They were <worth> so it. <laughs> mad. Because <laughs> yeah. we mobile ordered it. And yeah. they were like, who is this terrible person? Oh, yeah, they were not happy. What, what's your go-to drink? An Americano. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I just, just an Americano. I, okay. I thought you were going to go like a little bit longer and be like, well, in the winter, I like a peppermint mocha and then just talk about how it tastes. But no, I just, I, I, I like Americanos. Just something strong. Get me some coffee. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I respect that. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. if I'm going to Starbucks, I'm not just getting the Americano though. Yeah, that's, I don't I don't usually go to Starbucks or coffee. It's yeah. kind of expensive. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. All right. We've got a new series that we're starting. Mm-hmm. And do you want to give us a rundown? What is that? Why are we doing it? What's it going to look like? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're starting a series called Gospel Talk. Gospel Talk. There we go. Baby. And so, yeah, we're going through four episodes. Yeah. That we're going to go through. We're kind of looking at um, aspects of the gospel. And so today we are going to be starting with gospel basics. Gospel basics. Episode one. Oh, Let's yeah. go. And then we're going to explore the kingdom of God. So, kingdom of God. And then how does the law fit into our lives? Like mm. the old covenant, we live in the new covenant. What right. does that mean? How does that fit into our lives? That because sounds important. It's in the Bible. So right. I mean, how does that how does that work? That's crazy. And then our last one is the Great Commission. So, oh, you mean what the entire New Testament is all about? Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. That sounds really good. So we're going to go through that. And then today we're going to be going through uh, gospel basics. So we're going to look at what is the gospel, why people struggle to articulate the gospel. Yeah. Because so often we we tend to freeze when it comes up to, hey, explain the gospel. Or sure. can you tell me about the Bible? And yeah. We just are like, uh, yep. Been there myself. 
yeah. and there myself. Yeah. And then why being able to represent to present the gospel clearly matters. Mm. And then, yeah, uh, we'll see if we have time, but we'd like to get into some common objections to the gospel. Yeah. And how people might push back, and then how how can we answer, and how can uh, we equip you guys to go forward in that? Nice. Can I try to articulate what I'm hearing from you? Yeah, sure. Gospel Talk, four-episode series from Revolution Podcast, looking at the essential elements of the New Testament mm-hmm. for us today. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Cool. And yeah. we're starting that off today? Yes, sir. Gospel basics. All right. You said we want to start with um, how much people struggle to articulate the gospel. Do you have a personal... I mean, I've got personal stories of myself struggling with yeah. that. Why don't um, you go ahead? In, I mean, even, even just yes, not yesterday, just the other day, I was evangelizing with some guys and I run into this group of Sikh guys and we, we start talking and I'm sharing stuff. And I've talked to people from a lot of different worldviews, uh, but I've never talked to Sikhs before. And so they just have, they, they've got j- just completely different mind frame around the entire mm-hmm. world than I do, right? Yeah. And I, I've like, I, I've studied and, and I've tried to make sure I understand the gospel well and how to articulate it to people of different beliefs. But coming up against this conversation that I'd never had before, I struggled, right? Mm-hmm. And at certain points I blanked. I was like, oh, how do I like, how do I get this back to Jesus? And how do I do it well? And how do I make sure I don't forget the important parts? But how how do I do it um, convincingly so they don't like just turn away and don't like, and I've done like, I've done this before. Right. And, but I, sh- I struggled. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think we're coming at this from a place of not like we've got this perfectly, but Hey, we've uh, may- maybe, maybe you have, uh, I certainly have struggled to articulate the gospel to people before. And we see that a lot in, in people nowadays. Right. Mm-hmm. My our pastor told a story the other day about when he, the church he used to work at, whenever a new volunteer would come on, he'd have a sit down interview with them. And one of the questions he's asked them during that is, hey, could you give me just a 30 second gospel presentation? And nine times out of 10, the person would like freeze and their eyes would like go big and they'd like start sweating a little bit because it's hard to do that under pressure, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think we're, we're trying to explore that problem that we see in our generation mm-hmm. is a lack of being our to being able to articulate well. Um, you, you, had a, you had a point about uh, on this idea of like people struggling to articulate the gospel. You had this idea about how we often use kind of biblical language, use the term Christianese, but when we're talking to people who don't necessarily understand that and they say, wait, what does that mean? Then we fall apart. Can you walk me through that a little bit? If you've grown up in the church like we both have, yeah, um, we've been surrounded by good Christian people our whole lives, and that comes with a vocabulary that we don't always recognize it could be just simple things like sin we just use words and people are like maybe some people don't understand the total weight what does that actually mean Mm. justification salvation any of those like words that for me i'm like i know what those mean right when we're talking to some people who don't know the gospel they know nothing about jesus Mm. we can sometimes lose them and so even when they say gospel it's like what does that even mean right and so that's where we want to also help and um yeah, we just can sometimes forget what we're saying and how to bring it down to their level and make it in words that so they understand. Sure. And in doing that, you'll also help yourself because then you can learn to articulate the gospel even better and more clearly. 100%. I heard a chemistry professor once say that you don't truly understand a subject until you can explain it to a six-year-old, right? Like that kind of idea. I'm yeah. sure we've heard stuff like that before, but that's kind of what we're going for here, right? Is uh, not only being able to know like what is the gospel, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, but how can I articulate it well uh, and mm-hmm. compellingly? 
All right, so that's kind of where we're going. Let's talk briefly about the importance of this topic. Why is why, why does being able to present the gospel matter? Right, like why, why is that important? Mm-hmm. You should be able to articulate the gospel well, because then it it helps you understand the life that you're supposed to be living. Sure, but I I also think being able to explain the gospel clearly matters because it helps you in those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so it helps you share the gospel to other people. Yeah, you, you know. because if you don't have a clear understanding and you're just kind of like waffling during that conversation, right? It's going to be hard for you to track back what you're what you even said. Sure, you're going to end up confusing both of yourselves. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which been we there. don't want. Been there. No, we don't want that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I've gone away from conversation. Been like, what? Did, what did I even say? <laughs> we have this joke. It's like, oh man, I, I feel like I desanctified. Desan- we thank we. <laughs> Quinn, I think I desanctified. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, so, so okay. So it helps you know what kind of life you you're supposed to be living. Helps you be able to articulate the gospel to other people. And it's it's honest. It is biblical as well. Like mm. there is there is one gospel, and we're yeah. we're gonna get to the definition sure. that, that we have come up with or yeah. we've heard from yeah. other people. We can pull from the go- from the from the Bible. Sorry, pretty clearly. Yeah. yeah. Galatians one eight to nine. Sure. It says. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. And then Paul repeats himself and he says, as we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. Hmm. Paul thought it was so important that he would repeat himself, say the same thing twice. Yeah, yeah. strong language too. Yeah, he said, if anyone preaches a different gospel than you have received, yeah. let him be accursed. Paul is saying there's one gospel. Mm. And there is nothing else that will save you. Right. There's no other good news that will fulfill you like Jesus and the gospel. Sure. Can I jump in there? You yeah. said gospel, good news, just so people know that that's what gospel means, right? Is good mm-hmm. news. Yeah. But the world preaches so many different types of good news, mm-hmm. Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism. Uh, let's make it really practical with like this idea of a different gospel, Mormonism, Jehovah's witnesses, yeah. um, d- different groups like that. If, we don't know what the gospel is and how to articulate it. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we a Mormon or why aren't we a JW, right? Like mm-hmm. these things become important, yeah. not only when talking to those people, because those people are going to come and share that with you, right? Like, yeah. why are you not a Muslim? Why, why are you not a Mormon? Do, do you actually know the answers mm-hmm. to those things, right? Like what separates us from them mm-hmm. and where do we need to draw lines, right? Like, because if you know the definition of the gospel, you know when somebody goes beyond that, right? Yeah, and I, I think it's also like one of my mentors, he told me one time, he's like, okay, awesome. Why do you believe anything that you believe? Yeah, just and a I was great like, question. I was like, dude. <laughs> uh, Two by know. four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so then I was like, I had, I had to think about it. Mm. Why do I believe what I believe? Why do I choose to be a Christian when push comes to shove and it's like, oh, I could just do this, this, and this. Mm. And people would say my life is better. Right. Right? Right. So it all, you also have to make it for yourself. Sure. Right? Because those people are going to come at yeah. you. They're going to say, um, like a Jehovah's Witness, they might, realistically, they might knock on your door and they might talk to you. Yeah, and they'll, they'll be very convincing. They've got it all worked out. 100%. Yeah. I, I think a, a big thing with us Christians compared to a lot of other religions is that we just kind of fly... Fly by the seat of our pants. Yeah. We assume we're right a yeah. lot of the time. But, but we have nothing to back it up. Yeah. 
in well, we have certain yeah, it, it's do. there but we don't know it yeah, yeah. That's, that's no i, I d- no i agree with you 100 percent. where if even like some of my my friends who who might be catholic yeah it's like they have studied so much more and yes. they know so much more and yes. i'm like oh my goodness like we we are both christians yeah we we have some different beliefs yeah. on certain things yeah we can still can keep unity with each other sure just i, I want to know i, I want to know my you, faith yeah. just as much as you know yours so that it's like so that if someone like a mormon or yeah. a buddhist comes to me it's like i actually know where i stand on these totally kind of thing you can explain it to them because you know the gospel and you know your bible 100 percent. yeah i i, I just, this is a parenthesis but like it, it's sad seeing uh something like a mormon who it's it's a cult right like n- nothing in that is true mm-hmm. to see them being able to articulate their faith and reason and know their scriptures better than mm-hmm. a lot of christians do when yeah. christians have the truth is like what are we doing right 100 um okay can i summarize what i'm hearing from you yes knowing or being able to present the gospel matters so that we can know false gospels, which are very, very real in our day and will only become more so. We talked about other religions, atheistic, um, agnostic gospels, good news. We could mm-hmm. say lifestyles. This is how you should live. Those exist. Yeah. Uh, it matters so that we can reach the lost. Like mm-hmm. we can articulate it well. And it matters yeah. so that we know who God is, what he has done for us and how we should live because of that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why it matters. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Cool. So we can now transition here. Quinn, what is the gospel? We've been, we've been throwing this around. We, we've said it's a, a good news, but mm-hmm. what is the Christian gospel? Yeah. I Let me just find. Oh, yeah, there it is. So the gospel. So when you there is the gospel. Yeah. And then there's the gospel books. Sure. And so... Um, one message, four one, books. Yes. Yeah. What I'm going to say is you can find this in the Gospels. The sure. Books, sure. Right? The one message, four different accounts. Mm-hmm. Sure. So what I'm going to say is the good news that Jesus Christ was crucified, died, and murdered for our sins and then resurrected by the Father to ensure us eternal life. Wow. That is a very simple. Yeah. You don't miss out on what the gospel story is. Yeah. And then because it says resurrected by the father to ensure us eternal life. What yeah. does that mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. And then we can also then ask the question, how are we saved then? Mm-hmm. Right. I, f- I feel like. Sure. Yeah. Like how, how do we yeah. receive um, salvation? First, can, maybe, yeah. can I answer it? Cause I want to get to that. Can yes. I first ask you, what do you mean saved? Mm-hmm. What are we saved from? Yeah. Why so, do we need saving? Yeah. So we are sinful people. Sinners, okay, right? yeah. I am a sinner. Chase is a sinner. Sure. Anybody who is listening to this podcast is a sinner. Yeah. Newsflash. Sinner means against God. Yeah. Okay. See what I mean? That's Christianese language that we need. You need to just, just yeah. clarify, right? Because like, the reason I like to clarify is because even in Christians, we have so many different ideas about what sin means. Mm-hmm. Basic biblical definition, people who are against God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, continue. So we need saving from our sin. Sure. Our... Um, our ourselves our natural human instinct is sure. against god sure what's the co- can i ask because i agree we need saving from sin further we probably need saving from the consequence of that yes. what's the consequence of being a sinner yeah i mean when we sin it is eternal separation from god and so okay. eternal damnation even. damnation sure and punishment so punishment yeah. wrath that yeah. yes we actually do rightly deserve okay because, because we're we are against sinful god people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So we need saving from our sin and the consequence of it. 
And then it says, I'll, I'll read the definition again because sure. I think it's very important. Yeah. The good news that Jesus Christ was crucified, died, and he was murdered for our sins. Okay. And was resurrected by the Father to ensure us eternal life. Okay, so instead of the death, damnation, punishment for our sins, Jesus died for that. So it seems he's saving us from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we get eternal life instead. How does that work? How, how, how does that save us, though? Yeah, it, it saves us. So, Which I think is the next, you, you had a little bit there on like how we're actually saved. Yeah, so I would say the next question that we could ask is, how are we saved then? Yeah. We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, who was resurrected from the dead, plus nothing else. Okay. It is not based on our performance, but by his sacrifice on the cross. Okay. So sin are these wrong actions we take against mm-hmm. God. So you're saying it's it's on the basis of Jesus. Who is Jesus? He was God. God. God in the flesh. Awesome. Yeah. God, human on earth. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, God, who is one who is going to punish us for our sins, who were against, came to earth to die. You said to be murdered yeah. to save us mm-hmm. from being against him. That's crazy. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. But, okay, now you're saying that we're saved because of that. And you said, you said before that the consequence of our sin was this death, wrath, punishment. It seems Jesus died. He mm-hmm. took that punishment, right? So it's been yeah. paid. And now, does that mean everybody is saved automatically? Because Jesus died. Yes, Jesus died for he died for sinners. Sure, right? Yeah. But you don't just you just aren't born and oh my goodness, you're just automatically saved. Okay, so it it doesn't automatically apply to everybody. And it seems you're saying that the way that you you could say access that the way you you access Jesus having paid for that, you said it's by grace through through faith. faith. Okay. What's grace? What does that mean? Could I throw something out? Yeah. Grace, we could say, is the unmerited favor of God. It's yeah. favor from God that is undeserved. Okay, so we're saved because of God's favor that we don't deserve. Yeah. Okay, so that's the that's that's kind of how that happens. But then you said by grace, but you said then there's a way. There's like a channel or a means. You said that's mm-hmm. faith. What's faith? What does that mean? If we're saved by it, what, like what is that? Yeah, it's it's complete trust in jesus christ that he Mm. is there for you that he is the one who died for your sins for all the wrong that you have done you put your complete trust and whole being into that person that is who you want to live for sure it's belief i believe Mm -hmm. that i believe that jesus came all those things i believe he died for me i believe i'm a sinner i believe i deserve this Mm -hmm. but i believe that god is gracious and he's offered to save me and then you accept that it would mm-hmm. seem. And then and then you said by faith. And then you said plus nothing else. That'd be by faith alone, mm-hmm. right? There, there's nothing else necessary for salvation. Salvation means to be saved, mm-hmm. right? Okay, that's amazing. Um, is there anything else to, to add to that conversation? Yeah, I, I just, I love this last part. Not based on our performance, because we're sinners, we're imperfect. Yeah. But by his sacrifice on the cross. Okay. Like, here's, like, I was actually thinking about this today. Um just from a song that I heard and the way he, the guy describes it, it's called abandoned, but he said, Jesus abandoned everything that he had in heaven Mm. so that he could come down and die for us. Yeah. Sinful human beings. Yeah. I don't know. That blows my mind. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't actually make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Philippians two says, um, 
have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, so Jesus, though he was in the form of God, very nature of God, did not count that equality with God something to be grasped or used for his own advantage, but he emptied himself of his glory. You could say he emptied himself, like you said, cast aside those things and was born in the light. He took on the form of a slave, mm-hmm. right? Jesus in the Gospel of Mark says, I think chapter 10, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, right? Mm-hmm. He took the form of a slave, born as a man, humbled himself to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted. So mm-hmm. that's it, right? Like, I think that's exactly Second Corinthians. You know that Jesus Christ, though he was rich, for your sake, he mm-hmm. became poor mm-hmm. for your sake, right? So yeah, that is, that is mind-blowing. Yeah. And I, I think with this, not to complicate it too much more, but no, just- you're good. I think it's also cool to to put in that all we actually contribute mm. is the confession of our sins and repentance. Sure. That's that's all we do and God does the rest. Right. That's yeah, we just say, Lord, this is what I need to be saved from. This is my sin. Yeah. This is my sorrow. This is my shame. Here you go. Yeah. Um can I can I pull something up from Ephesians here because I, I, I think we're hitting all the right things. I, I think there's one thing, I, more question I'd like to ask and sure. j- we can have kind of a discussion about it because I know not everybody agrees and they're thinking around this, but Ephesians 2 is talking about this idea of by grace through faith, right? Mm-hmm. It says, uh, verse 8 of chapter 2 of Ephesians, for by grace you have been saved through faith and this mm-hmm. is not yeah. your own doing it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Yeah. Can people save themselves? No. Nope. So when we say by grace through faith, it seems faith is something that we do, though, right? So wouldn't that be mm-hmm. us saving ourselves? Or, or how does that work? In one of the Gospels, you probably know the reference. It says, no one comes to the Father except through me. Oh, yeah, John 14. John 14, Yeah, right? That there implies that no one can be saved except through Christ alone. If I'll read the verse again. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of your works that no one may boast. And then yeah. verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mm. It it just shows that, yes, if, if you take for grace by, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Yeah. If you just look at that, sure, you can say, yeah, I can save myself. Right. But if you take a step further, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. Right. It is a, it is a gift. We, we don't deserve any of this. So that's when, when we say grace is unmerited favor, it's by grace, mm-hmm. um, but through faith. Augustine has this uh, great quote. He says, yeah. God, grant what you command and command what you will. Basically, mm-hmm. God commands that, that we come to him by faith yeah. but we're not actually able to do that on our own Romans says god assigns measures of faith philippians 2 13 says for it is god who works in you both to will mm-hmm. or to want to or have the desire to and to work for his good pleasure so god is actually the one in us who stirs us to that and i think that's the idea of by grace it's god gives that to us even though we don't deserve it he gives us what we need to be saved which is pretty amazing it's incredible awesome okay so 
Give, give us that, that definition from, of the gospel from the, from that you use at the very beginning, just one more time. Yeah. Just, and then we'll move on to this next little bit here. So, Quinn, what is the gospel? The good news that Jesus Christ was cu- crucified, died, and murdered for our sins, and resurrected by the Father to ensure us eternal life. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Cool. All right. Uh, for this last little segment on the show, let's talk about common objections to the Bible. Mm-hmm. All right. Or not the Bible, sorry, to the gospel. Yeah. All right. Let me start. Let's, can I start us off with one or do you want to? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah, as yeah. in me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love, would you like fork or chopsticks? Yes, please. Oh, dude. Oh, my word. If you know, you know. Anyways. <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody. Well, <laughs> no, nobody knows. Oh, hey, Quinn, you just shared the gospel with me. That's nice for you, but I kind of have my own thing. I, I follow my own religion. I like, you know, that's good for you. And I think you should follow that. But, you know, Jesus and this whole thing, that's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a big one. Why do I need the gospel? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the gospel is for everyone. Okay. Everyone, the gospel is for everyone because everyone needs saving. I think, one, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. I think because if the gospel is for everybody, I'm not saying we should push it on them. But mm-hmm. I would say question them sure right what kind of questions can you ask them to to help them see that why would you think the gospel is not true for you Mm. right right because if they're just like i don't know right i just it doesn't seem like what the life that i want to live right now Mm. you can get into well what kind of life do you want to live Mm. right yeah and then you can get into a, a conversation of priorities or motivations sure um and then that opens up another conversation of this is what actually motivates me and mm. it's the gospel. It like, it's the good news, the gospel mm. that I have received and accepted and tried to live out. Yeah. That for me has influenced me for me to even want to have this conversation. Hmm. Right. And just taking your own experience and just talking them through that and asking them questions, not to try and push them to, hey, this is what you need to believe right now, but just right. more, um, yeah, question their thoughts and maybe get them thinking a little bit. Sure. What is what is your thoughts? Because no, I know this was... So I, I, I really like what you're saying there, but like you don't want to like strong arm them into believing or accepting the gospel, right? They're not going to see the love there. No. And, and it's just, it's, it's not like, it's supposed to be freely accepted, right? Like nobody was ever forced to believe the gospel, uh, for anybody confused about irresistible grace. That's not what that means. Anyways, (laughs) this idea of it, it can be true or good for you, but it's not for me comes from the very modern idea of relative truth, right? Like mm-hmm. you've heard my truth, like this is my truth. That can be your truth, but my truth is something different. Mm-hmm. Newsflash, there's one truth. Amen. So we do not have time to get into that whole conversation here. But the best way to deal with that sort of conversation is to direct them to accepting the idea of what, instead of relative or subjective mm-hmm. truth, of objective truth, yeah. one truth quick again we could do a whole episode on that sort of thing but one quick idea is ask them is it wrong to murder somebody mm-hmm. um and they're like well it depends what if they're a nice you know, it's a nice person normal says you go up to them and you stab them in the heart and they die was that wrong was the holocaust wrong most people go like uh yeah it's like well, well what if that's just your truth what if hitler's truth was that it was okay everybody knows that it was wrong 
Everybody knows yep. that, right? So, but but then everybody's okay. Well, then something's objectively true, mm-hmm. right? So then, okay, now we've established this basis. There is such a thing as objective truth. The key is to discover what is objectively true. Mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis had this idea. You can't just dismiss Jesus as a good teacher or something like that. You, you have to make a decision about him, right? If Jesus mm-hmm. was just a yeah. good human teacher, then a lot of Christians are wrong and it doesn't really affect your life, right? If Jesus was God, everything changes. You yeah. can't just go, uh, I don't really know. The, the, and so you start by grounding objective truth with them and then introduce that. Like, if, you know, if you're right and Jesus is just a good human teacher, I'm wrong and I'm crazy. Cool. Mm-hmm. If I'm right... Do you see what could happen? Do you see the consequences? And then say, listen, I'm not going to force you to believe anything, but at least look into this, right? Yeah. And then the, the best way then to do that is to get is to show them that the Bible is the word of God and mm-hmm. it explains salvation. Well, how do I get people to know that the Bible is the word of God? Guess what? Your favorite podcast, that's right, Revolution, has a whole uh, series. It's a short series, but a whole series on apologetics, the last episode of which is how do we know the Bible is the word of God? Go listen to it. It'll explain that more fully. So that's how I'd kind of go about that sort of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you have a question uh, about objection to the gospel? One, one actually that I was thinking was a lot of people, let's say, Chase, I come up to you. I'm like, yeah. you're sharing the gospel and you're like, man, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm not good enough for God. God mm. won't accept me. What if I'm not good enough? What, he doesn't know the things that I've done. Sure. What, uh, what would you say to that? So let, 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 Let's dialogue this a little bit, okay? okay? I'm sharing the gospel with you. You asked that question. So, Quinn, all you need to do is believe in Jesus and you will be saved. That's amazing. But God will never accept me. He doesn't, he doesn't know what I've done. Oh, so you, you think you're a bad person, I assume then? Or at least not a great person? I think... If, if God is like you say he is, he's perfect, mm-hmm. he won't accept me because I've done so many terrible things. So you, you acknowledge that you've done terrible things. Mm-hmm. The thing is, Quinn, God actually knows you're a lot worse than you think you are. Mm-hmm. However bad you think you are, God sees beyond even that to the true crookedness, brokenness, and darkness inside of you. He actually sees that much clearer even than you. Okay. And he still says, come to me, all you who weary on are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Paul, the apostle Paul, who's an important person, he wrote some of the Bible. He said, this grace was given even to me, who is the least of the apostles, who is the greatest of the sinners. It says, Jesus Christ came to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Paul was exactly like you. Paul was, whatever about you've done, Paul was persecuting the church, putting Christians in jail, killing, murdering Christians. And then Jesus came to him and said, why are you persecuting me? Mm -hmm. And then he grabbed hold of his heart and said, come, follow me. And that same offer is extended to you, no matter what you've done. Okay. Yeah. It's on the cross. Jesus has dealt with it mm-hmm. now. And yeah, anyways, there's a lot you can go into that, but that, that's kind of where I'd go. Yeah. And I think also with that, um, if someone were to say that to you, mm-hmm. I think Matthew, like, like you said, yeah. um, you kind of quoted that. I want to read the whole three verses. It says, come uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. 
for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. Christ's heart is gentle and lowly. Yeah. He seeks to save you. Yeah. He seeks to give you grace and mercy. Yeah. And so why not accept that? Yeah. So that's kind of a didactic, that's a word, uh, understanding that. For anybody who's listening, who, you know, maybe you've come across people like that, you're like, well, I don't know if I'm going to remember to say all of that when of I come across not. somebody. Here's a story for you. Prodigal son. Mm-hmm. You know the prodigal son? Look it up. It's a, I, I can't remember exactly where it is. I'm so sorry. Is that a gospel? It's in a gospel. If you, if you go on the internet, prodigal son, you'll find the reference. No, that's a story. Easy to share. So easy. The, um, the, the one sheep who goes off from the 99. I think that's Luke 15. I might be wrong, but there's three stories in one chapter of Luke, and I think it's Luke 15. And uh, anyways, that, that story is in there. These are simple stories that most Christians know quite well that you can share, that demonstrate mm-hmm. that, right? Like the prodigal son, that's so powerful, right? So... That's what I'd say. If you're like, well, you guys, you know, you're like, well, maybe I like what you and Quinn just said, but I, I, I'm not going to remember that in the middle of mm-hmm. conversation. Stories are easy to remember and they're powerful to hear. So yeah. share the story of the prodigal son. Yeah, we, we had more questions, but that's probably what we've got time for on today's show. Yeah. Anyways, Gospel Talk, the series is continuing next week as we talk about the kingdom of God. Jesus referenced it constantly. The Gospels have different names for it, but the entire New Testament and the Old Testament is all about it. What is it? Why does it matter? What does it mean for us and our lives? How should we think about it? Tune in next week as we get into the kingdom of God in the series of Gospel Talk. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. Yeah.